Hey everyone, um, before we get started, I just want to remind you that I am on tour currently. I'm coming to Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Uh, you guys have been asking me to come back. Doing a whole weekend there, four shows. Uh, Punchline Philly, November 12th and 13th. Denver, Colorado, the Denver Improv, December 2nd. I am super excited. A lot of people have been asking me to come to Denver for a long time. I'm finally coming to Denver, and then I'm coming back to Chicago, Illinois, December 4th. At Chicago. the, what's it called? The Avondale Music Hall. Very excited. EricDelessandro.com for tickets. Cannot wait to see you guys there. And um, let's do it. Welcome back to Dress Down Day, Liana. Thank you. Welcome back to you as B well. Before we get started, I received a comment on YouTube okay. that I want to address. Address it. Let's hear it. It was by uh, um, a woman named Yasmin or Yasmin. It's probably Yasmin. We'll never know. We'll never know. She'll, she'll let us know. Anyway, uh, a very constructive criticism. It was, it was constructive criticism. She said. You, could take, you can take constructive criticism. Yes, I can. When I, when I used to do self-tapes, which were auditions, uh -huh. basically, when I was living in, uh, in, in, in Staten Island and sending them to my manager in Los Angeles, Liana thought that putting me down was constructive criticism. Not true. Not really constructive. No, criticism. not true. It was. I was giving you criticism. No, it was. It was. It was not constructive. This is constructive. She said, "I don't mean to like sound whatever, but Eric, you interrupt Liana a lot." Oh, thank you, Yasmin. Yasmin, do you feel that I do? Um, I actually don't. Well, maybe I could be a toxic man and. and Maybe you I'm, feel. I'm probably brainwashed. Yeah. Well, maybe, maybe, maybe you know that I'll beat you if you say that. No. So, Yasmin, here's my explanation to that really quickly. Thank you for no, thank you for bringing that to my attention. I've, I'm always insecure about it, but now that I know that you've noticed it, I will definitely work on it. I'm the one who edits these episodes, so I'm always like, shut the fuck up. Mm -hmm. But here's the thing: when I was, I really want, I really believed in this podcast, and when Leanne and I would do them in the past, there would be dead air. Or silence. Okay. Or the conversations wouldn't flow mm -hmm. as well as they do now. I well, the the old podcast was also all over the place. The end. It was the Eric D'Alessandro show. It wasn't the Eric D'Alessandro and Leanna Sala show. So I felt like I needed to take a back seat, let you run the conversation, and even still, then I feel like you used to interrupt me all the time. It was like I might as well just be. <laughs> background noise or a, a dry paint in the background whatever um but I, ha I had told you that that I felt like you were interrupting me and you definitely improved and I really don't feel like you do now but I mean if people are saying you do then you probably do well I I, I don't think I do in life no not in life which is a, which not. is a horrible quality for people I think that what I was saying is like I I was I put so much pressure on like making a good show for people to watch, mm, keeping it tight and yeah, yeah. I want, and then I just I let I let the, I let my insecurities get to me, mm -hmm. and they manifested in a negative way, which is cutting people off, which is the most fucking frustrating thing to listen to. I'm so sorry for people who listen to this and are like, "Yo, he's so annoying. He keeps cutting her off." I'm so sorry to you, Liana, to the listeners. Thank you. I will work on it. I'm good. trying to work on it. Um. Anyway, that's what <laughs> I appreciate that. That's all I wanted to say. Um, about that. And, 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 and I, I think too, I mean, just shout out to Yasmin, Yasmin, someone who actually commented on someone's video with nice constructive criticism, not you're ugly, I hate you, you're not funny, right? Or if she would have just, absolutely, but if she, right? if she would have just said like, shut the fuck up, let her talk. Exactly, exactly. I, I like, she wasn't being mean. Very no, very mature. Yeah, a I mean, reasonable person. A real thing that I was doing that was bad. Yeah, like hey, yeah. it's kind of hard to listen to this when you won't shut the fuck up. And I'm like, damn, okay. So there we go. Um, and there was an email I wanted to uh, I wanted to talk about somebody because I've been telling about you guys can send us emails. And I haven't looked at them. Podcast at gmail.com. Did you bring it up? We have it on the screen. So there's one specific one. We have it on the screen. And I'm, I'm, I just want to, before you get into <laughs> the email, I'm All seeing right. congrats on your purchase. 
Sweetheart, this is well, a this is a business email, not for you to go on your shopping sprees. <laughs> you animal. Wait so, wait, so what happened? What? What did you buy, and why did you need to use this email? This oh kid <laughs> has how many email addresses do you have? Oh my. I, I don't I don't even know all of them. I ha- I probably have thirty. You probably have thirty. Yeah. You needed to use this one. You don't have you don't have like thirty email addresses. No, I have two. What about for all your like? One's uh, a personal, one's a business. What about what about for like you? Your, for when I need to scam people? No, because no. I'm the one who does all the fucking free trials around here, and I'm the one like. I want to watch this tonight. Right, you got to give me five minutes. I got to make an email. <laughs> oh, my God. So I got to do everything. Oh, my God. What? Why did you need to use this email to purchase a T-shirt? Though? By the way, I didn't. I still pay for Hulu because you wanted to watch fucking Handmaid's Tale. And I let my free trial expire and I pay for Hulu. So don't give All me right. shit about well, my email addresses. I mean, how many times are you going to scam the system? As many times as they'll let me. Are you kidding me? Free? It's not even about the money. It's just about like the fact that like, I can do this. I'm I'm going to do it. They're anyway, gonna get you one day. The reason why I did this, this is website. <laughs> there's always a, there's always a reason. There's what always way, an excuse. <laughs> what a way to get caught. Um, fuck. Um, there's this website. It's called Grail. I forgot that I did this. It's called Grailed, and it's it's what I go to when I'm trying to look for like vintage shit. Mm-hmm. Or it's kind of like also when you want. It's like a Poshmark, but for like rare vintage stuff, right? Yeah, it's not just for vintage stuff. Like if you want to get like a Louis Vuitton coat from like the 70s, Grailed would be more, mm-hmm. it would be more likely to find it on Grailed. It's like a little a little rarer, I guess. Um, maybe, maybe more pretentious. I don't know. And I, I got this dope vintage Knicks t-shirt I was looking for, right? I can't. So... Now we're going to be getting spammed to the, <laughs> to the podcast email. So, on Grailed, I made this person an offer. It's like a, like an eBay? It's, you bid it's, on it? You don't bid, but they have it for a listing price. You can either pay it, or sometimes they have... You can also make them an offer. Okay. You don't, they don't have to check that box. Like, it could just be the price is the price. Mm-hmm. Or you can make them an offer. This specific seller... I, I offered him or her a little bit less for the t-shirt. And then they counter-offered more than the listing price. Which, I, I, now that I think of it, I don't even know how the website let them do that. Because it, it included the, pri- the price of what it was plus the shipping. But they just gave me a higher price. And I was like, so I made another Grailed account. And I just bought it. With the listing price. I'm like, fuck, you're not going to just scam me, pal. Yeah, it sounds, like, it sounds like they were just trying to be bull buses. I don't know why, but they're probably not going to sell me the shirt. And then when I went to my other emails on my Gmail, it was the first one that was, I was like, I said, fuck, I put in dress down there. I did my, you know, it saved the password. I'm <laughs> oh like, whatever. I just made it for that, okay? Um, I mean, I, I'm pretty sure I've gotten emails on my personal email for something you've signed up for. <laughs> But I mean, to go as low as the as the dress down day. <laughs> I mean, Gmail. what the fuck do you care, honey, <laughs> sweetie pie, sugar? Um, whatever, bro. Wait till you see his T-shirt. I hope I get it. It's worth it. <laughs> you know, in most relationships, it's like the guy complained that the wife bought something. Mm-hmm. It's always you yelling at it's me. It's always me yelling <laughs> at you. You have a spending problem. You really do. He's. He's like, you know, the lady that you see memes about. Like, I come home from work and I have 50,000 Amazon packages outside because my wife went, you know, spending crazy, whatever. (laughs) (laughs) You're the wife. You're the Amazon wife. I just like, I don't know. Once I started making money and I was like, I could buy stuff now. I just (laughs) I was bad when I was a kid. When I would get $100, I could spend $100. Anyway, uh, I got a lovely email. I'm not going to mention her name because I don't know if she wants to. Yeah, no, you don't want to. Maybe she. Yeah, maybe she. um, Anonymous. um, Anonymous. So should I? I'll just let me. Let me give me one second. Um, Okay, so sorry if we edited really quick. I just had to read this full thing. Um, I'm not going to mention any specifics, but this listener, I hope that that um, hope she's listening to this. 
because I'm sorry this, uh, you know, I don't see, I don't check the email that often. As you know, I just, I make it to buy To make purchases. So she wrote this very beautiful um, uh, email and asking about the benefits of therapy. Mm -hmm. Because I've mentioned before that I have been in therapy. Mm -hmm. And I do think it's extremely important. And there is this weird stigma still attached to therapy. Yes, it's almost like this taboo thing. Mm -hmm. Coming from specific places in this country or this world, many cultures, Mm -hmm. I'm sure, frown upon it, or perhaps especially for men. Mm -hmm. Um, Which is why I'm so outspoken against any bullshit that we make up as a society. Everything we, we, we make up everything. So, um, we, I, I would, I, I've always been saying I'm going to get into this. So maybe I'll, maybe I'll get into it now. Yeah, just get into it. So I have something called generalized anxiety disorder, which I didn't really know what that was. Um, it's basically. You didn't even know that that's what you had. I, yeah, exactly. Originally. Yeah. I remember when I was in, so I, I don't, I, it's not that I'm afraid to get personal, but I, I don't know if like people are going to understand, but I had, I, I, my anxiety is I have thoughts. It could be anything. It doesn't even have to be a scary thought or a negative thought. It could just be like a thing my brain gives me and says, now you're going to worry about this forever. That's the scary thought. What if I can never stop thinking of this? Mm-hmm. And it can be anything. Now, people have this with traumatic experiences. People who have been victims of rape. Mm-hmm. People who have had, you know, seen a murder, seen mm-hmm. horrible traumatic been abused. shit. Mm-hmm. People have been abused. So that is, uh, that, that's like easy to understand how that can fuck somebody up mm-hmm. right it's like oh that's obvious. a traumatic experience I, I understand a traumatic experience with mm-hmm. mine it's so random and like not like this co- this cup of coffee sitting here like my brain could tell me what if like you you're worrying about it falling over what if you never stop thinking what oh my like to protect it or i don't really have that specific one like i don't really have but any literally anything like a person from my past that I didn't really like. Like, what if you can't stop thinking of this person mm-hmm. in moments of your life, right? In like happy moments, you're supposed to be happy. What if you get, what if you picture a person you don't want to be thinking of in that moment? Mm. That's where mine came from. And it happened in high school. Specifically, it, it happened with my favorite band at the time when I was. 16 years old was a band called Angels and Airwaves. It's the guy from Blink-182. He made another band. Obsessed with this band It is like an understatement. Part of the reason why I fell in love with this woman to my right is because I was at DJ's down the Jersey Shore, which is like the Guido bar in the Jersey Shore. And she had Angels and Airwaves on her iPod. Okay? I did. Love at first grind. <laughs> um, so... I would put so much like pressure on like their, their songs meant so much to me. I remember one time I was, li- I, uh, one of their new songs leaked and I was like listening to it in my, my house, just living in that moment. And then I remember I was on someone's MySpace page and I was like, what if I always think of this person whenever I hear this song? Mm-hmm. And that thought scared the fuck out of me. I don't know what it did to me. But like, it's kind of like Leanna, don't think of a purple elephant. Mm-hmm. What's the first thing you thought of? A purple elephant. So I kept telling my brain, don't think of this. Don't think of this. Don't think of this. Mm-hmm. Don't think of this. And the more I tried to fight it, the worse it got for me. Mm-hmm. And I went in a, down a really dark path. For about a week, I just called it like this thing that happened to me. I didn't even know what to call it. It was just like that weird thing that happened to me. Couldn't stop thinking about it. Uh, I told my mom. I was just crying. I was scared. I was like, I can't stop. Like, and then it wasn't even about the person or the MySpace thought. It was just like this thing that I'm going through. Mm-hmm. Just this dark cloud. That's why Stranger Things always resonated with me because it, it felt like the person who wrote that show wrote it about my anxiety issues. They, you know what? They may have. 
They may That's have. what I thought that show was about because when Will is hanging out, is Will the kid who gets kidnapped or, or he goes missing? I don't remember his name. The, the, the kid, the main so. kid who goes missing, when he's hanging out and he's smiling and all of a sudden he feels the thing in the back of his neck yeah. and then he f- pictures he's in the shadow world and he goes back and he's in the arcade. I'm like, I paused it. I'm like, Liana, mm-hmm. that's an anxiety, that's an anxiety attack. Mm-hmm. That, that, this is it. All of a sudden you're in a dark place. Everyone else is looking at you like, what's wrong, man? And you're just in this gray world. Mm-hmm. So it kind of like s- subsided for a little while and then it got worse my senior year of high school. Your mom, though, when you came to your mom with that, she 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 didn't maybe know exactly what it was, but her family also suffers from mental illness, anxiety, stuff like that. So she kind of she probably wasn't too surprised. Right. She was not. I I remember I went to Brooklyn. I hung out with my uncle. He told me about what he went what he went through. Mm -hmm. And. Honestly, didn't really make it much better because I it was kind of like I was hoping I was I was still doing this thing that I would it would like go away one day. Mm-hmm. Like I'm gonna ignore it and like no no I don't have that. Mine's gonna go away. Denial, denial, denial. So, so this might have made you think. Did this make you feel like oh this is probably not something that's gonna go away because my uncles have suffered with this too yes that made it scarier for me yeah like the, okay see that now now we're like calling it something mm-hmm. now we're like entering it into my life forever mm-hmm. that fucked with me a lot um and then i remember like it i just kind of like was in a really dark place from like march of 2008 until i graduated high school so it was really like three to four months of just like a bad place. I just was not myself. And um And you probably associated high school with that. Unfortunately right? I did. Like I, I I don't I look I don't look back in my high school like my high school I, I have my problems with it because I just I feel like we needed girls because I went to an all boys Catholic high school. And it was great. I loved it. But yeah, unfortunately my high school gets like the brunt of my own experience. I look mm-hmm. back at like not great memories and it was no one's fault. It was just something that happened to me. But, and then it kind of like came in, 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 in episodes. Ways. Yeah. Like couple, six months I'd be fine. And then like it would happen again. And then I went to therapy for the first time when I was 20 and it, it kind of got better, but I don't think I was truly accepting of what I said earlier, like, oh my God, I have to accept this. Mm-hmm. This is my life. I, I kept wanting it to just go away. So I don't know if I was truly dedicated to the therapy at, at that point when I was 20, when I was 20 years old. And then I kind of just started feeling better a little bit. And then when Leanna and I met, I was in a good place. And then I, we spoke earlier in uh, episodes ago where I mentioned um, getting a job. We got, I got that job mm-hmm. and then I went into another horrible anxiety episode where Leanna saw it. It was pretty dark. Mm-hmm. It was pretty bad. Um, and I just I was just like stuck. I, I remember telling my mom, like, I need to go back to therapy. I need to go back. To th- I have to do something about it. Like, it was so bad that. The thought of accepting it wasn't even scary anymore. It's like, yes, I'll accept it. I just need to like yeah. figure out how to deal with this. How to manage it. And it was sort of like this. Um, I, I don't know how people are with faith. I know that like. I'm, I may not be. As. Like I'm, I'm very open to uh, when people are objective to religion mm-hmm. and faith or whatever. But I, my mom is extremely Catholic and my uncle is a priest. And like the Catholic Church is like has its, obviously, its faults, and people really, like, may, may not love that, but I'm, just from my mom and what she taught me growing up and, like, to thank God for things, like, I do believe there was, like, something helping me in that moment because there was a new therapist at my place. She was a younger girl, and uh, a girl. I mean, I was, she was probably, like, in her <laughs> 30s, but I was 24, and she was, like, a, a little bit older than me and maybe, like, 40, and she told me that there was, like, this breakthrough uh, uh, what, what am I call like? There, not not therapy, but there was this breakthrough exposure therapy that was like sweeping the medical field. People who who had similar problems like me, mm-hmm. which there was these new techniques. It's c- cognitive behavioral therapy, and 
she basically told me like there's people out there that she's had clients that literally like forgot that they had anxiety and I, my eyes welled up with tears in her office I was like I can't even imagine that being possible mm-hmm. so we we started going and it was really hard it was really hard to get through those moments and like say out loud some of the things I was dealing with and to say names of people and like places and like my the actual fear what is the fear Eric and I would say it out loud Mm -hmm. and that would make that would send like I get a heat flash of like anxiety when like oh did I forget my keys you know that heat flash you get like if you if you can't find your phone Mm -hmm. and like your blood starts to like get hot you start to sweat your palms maybe get sweaty that that would happen to me a lot during our sessions of therapy like and it was very uncomfortable then I'd I'd have to go home and like do homework Mm mm-hmm it was a fucking intense thing. And then, what's up? No, I was going to say, well, isn't therapy usually that? It's like exposure. It's, you know, laying out everything that's bothering you, talking about your problems, the things that make you uncomfortable. Yeah, I, I would assume so. Mm-hmm. For me, it, it, it was very much that. And long story short, after just, I went for, I don't remember exactly how long I went for, but basically she gave me, so that's why in one of the episodes when I talked about like people putting too much pressure on moments, in therapy, I, I like I said in one of the episodes, I, I thought that it was just like this disease I was born with. Like I just got a fucked up mechanism and I, I have to just deal with this. And I was thinking like, what do you mean? What, what, I was like, yeah, I'll talk about my childhood. I loved it. What do you want to talk about? Like mm-hmm. I, I, it wasn't, I was never God- Thank you. I was never like, I never had anything tra- traumatic happen to me. So I was thinking like, what are we, what are we going to get to the bottom of? So then I, I, what we did was she would basically, when I was like younger, I was so privileged and so blessed that I remember being in school or being at my friend's house and just getting like a rush of euphoria. It would just be like, I looked to my friends and I'd be like, don't you just love life? I would like want to tell my teacher, like, I love being here. Like, I just loved being alive. Mm-hmm. I would like look at my hands. I'm like, I love this so much. So as I got older, puberty, I remember 9-11 happened. That fucked me up a little bit. I was just like, that fucked with my head. And like, as life, as you get, oh, you're not a little boy anymore. Mm-hmm. You're not going to get that same rush of enjoyment yeah. from going to Blockbuster. You have a lot more stress in your life. Your friends are starting to do different things. Yes. People drift apart. Yeah. Your family's all over the place. It's not like everyone home. And Yeah. Yeah. So when I got older, I, I felt like I would try to force those moments. Yeah, feel that again. Of like, oh, I'm at the movie theaters. This is so great, right? Like, I'd like be lying to myself. Like, you're having one of those moments again where you love life. Mm-hmm. And like, I kind of wasn't. So in turn, my brain would give me something to worry about. Mm-hmm. That's where the cycle started. Like I remember, I, I, thank God, no one in my family was, was, uh, was killed on 9-11, but we're from Staten Island. You can't go a mile without seeing a street without someone that was, it was named after someone who was lost. Like we lost a lot of people on 9-11. Mm-hmm. It, it was pretty horrific. Maybe we'll talk about that once, but like next year or something, but it's pretty fucked up. I remember being, 9-11 happened when I was 11. And right after that, I remember like playing video games with my brothers and like, we we'd laugh at something and I would and then I would just think of that and I'd be like oh my god I can't believe that happened it would fuck with me I just mm. kept thinking about that happened holy fuck that happened and then uh in therapy we got to the bottom of that like wow I, that's where this feel like I from that angels and airwaves song I was hoping to feel how I felt the first time I heard angels and airwaves and I would like force it and then my brain would like ruin it for me mm. it would give me something to worry about so. Therapy has taught me to not only just let things happen and don't put too much pressure on shit, but getting back to the email, I cannot tell you the benefits of therapy in words. Mm -hmm. Like I tell my mom all the time, that woman saved my life. And it's not an exaggeration. Mm -hmm. It's not an exaggeration. If you are even, I think everyone should go to therapy. Everyone probably could use it. I think everyone should go to therapy mm-hmm. because it is incredible what it does for you, especially someone like me who actually needed help. But even if you don't have any mental illness, 
the benefits are just, I cannot be an advocate enough for it because it's so like, to me, it's laughable if you don't understand therapy. Like you're so far behind. It's like, I'm finishing the 12th book. You haven't even gotten to the store to see what books are available yet. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm trying to say? Like, Well, you know what? Because a lot of people associate, I think, therapy with traumatic experiences. You know, God forbid, rape and abuse, child abuse, whatever it is. But it doesn't necessarily have to. That's not the only reasons you can go to therapy for, right? Like, oh, my God, of course. You're just your parents being divorced or... I don't even know your grandma taking care of you your whole life and not your mom like that could be affecting you in one way that therapy could help you get to the bottom of, you know, Um, I think that's the problem. That's what like people, you know, people people might be suffering with something, but they think my life was perfect. I, I didn't have anything wrong. I had a good childhood. So they feel like it's not for them. But I, I would say it is for anyone and everyone, no? No, that, that, no, that's a really good point. That's a really good point. And I think that a blessing that happened to me that hopefully somebody listening to this can benefit from would be like you just said. I had on paper a perfect life. Yeah. Perfect. And that's why I was thinking like, oh, I'm going to therapy because I have something. Not because everyone should talk to someone. Mm-hmm. Like, one of the main th- themes on this on this podcast would as as you guys are probably learning at this point would be me specifically trying to analyze and dissect things that we do without realizing that we do that mm-hmm. we do it or do th- these things i don't know grammar's not my thing <laughs> speaking isn't but I've noticed, and I don't think that I'm better than anyone. I don't think that I know more. I just think that I've been through fucking hell and I've spoken to a therapist and I've done a lot of like my, I've done a lot of self like examining and I've looked, I have videos of when I was 11 years old till I'm 31 years old. So I know what I looked like. I know what I sounded like. I know how I treated people. A lot of cringy shit happening, how I treated like girls in the past. So I've tried to become a better man. and accountability is something that's really fucking important. And I think, I don't know if therapy will, will, will make you get there, but for me, it, 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 was, it made me realize, what am I doing wrong? Mm-hmm. And a lot of people I see walking around in life who are sad, who are angry. One of the, one of the things that we talked about on the episode about people writing negative comments was, here's a pretty good rule. If you know someone that's always angry, they're not happy. It's mm-hmm. pretty fucking simple. Mm-hmm. Think about that. You're, it's, it's blatantly, you yeah, are not happy because you're not happy. Well, mm-hmm. why, how am I not happy? Because you're not happy. You're always in a bad mood. Mm-hmm. You're always angry. You're always starting with someone. It's always their fault. Mm-hmm. Like, that's a great sign that, like, something's going on with you. And it's okay. Like, we have this horrible... I don't even know what to call it. Like it's, it's like this, our, our culture is, uh, it's still, it's still a thing where you'd be weak or weird or a pussy for needing help mm-hmm. where every one of us needs help. Mm-hmm. Every one of us could benefit from it. Like whether you know it or not, a form of therapy you went through was me talking to you years ago about wanting to communicate with you more. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that I'm a fucking therapist, but I'm saying like perhaps forcing you out of things you maybe didn't were burying, but in, 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 in the long run were, were really great for you to get out and say out loud mm-hmm. and just to like communicate things. Like, Eric, you made me sad when you said this instead of just ignoring it. Yeah. Which I think all of us just bury and then explode mm-hmm. when we're like at a party drunk or something and like you don't know what the tension is unless you talk about it that's why like i'm so i'm so obsessed with saying exactly how i feel N- yes i can be disrespectful and i can be an asshole about it sometimes but like with my fr- like i love i make a lot of my friends uncomfortable because i'm like are you having a good time 
are you all right? Did, did I make you feel anything? Like I, and like some of them like, just stop, stop talking about it like that. And I want us all to be open about that. Open and like, and honest. so to this person who wrote this email, I'm hoping that this can give you some answers. I, I, I think, it, I think it's better off not to make it about me, but I think it, it, I'd rather shine a light on myself than, than this person who emailed yeah, us. Yeah, definitely. And so you can see from my own personal journey, the benefits are like, ah, man. I, it's, like, it's, it's, it's like asking someone, what are the benefits of eating a good meal? It's like, where, where do you even start? It's like, it's, it could mm-hmm. be, it's, I don't even know. Like, it, it, it's yeah. so. It's also like, I feel like a good little way to put it is like if you're playing a video game which you've said this before it's like if i have the opportunity to get the cheat code why wouldn't i take it right so like you going to therapy was that was like your cheat code that that helped you significantly you ne- you now versus you in like 2014 the way you handle things is crazy it's so different yeah in such a good way i mean you were like spiraling out of control then now it's like any little thing you know how to handle it before it gets too far yeah very true the thing with the video game that i've, I've always tried to like i say to leanne as like a metaphor is like if i ever sound preachy to you I'm not trying to sound preachy or talk down to anyone. It's more like I would bust my friend's balls. We'd be, let's say we we're playing a video game as kids and we we're playing Madden. I fucking hate Madden, but all my friends loved Madden. It's a football <laughs> game. And then my friend Matt would be running faster than my guys. Mm. And I'm like, oh, what's the button for turbo? He'd be like, oh, I don't know. He wouldn't tell me how to make my guys run fast because he had an advantage. Yeah. So I feel that I know how to, how to do turbo. So I have to, t- give it to I people. have to tell you guys how to do turbo. Yeah, exactly. I don't want to keep it for myself. That mm-hmm. seems wrong. So like anything that I say, it, it, these, these, these are lessons I've learned. Mm-hmm. These are things that like, I really, it took me a while to understand this. And I'm always trying to make people happier because I was so fucking unhappy. And I think many of us, don't realize how unhappy we are. Mm-hmm. And it's not to, to flex or to make you feel inferior. It's more of like, hey, come on this journey with me. It's a good one. Like, mm-hmm. it's good to talk about this stuff. And honestly, a lot of things that really helped me were just us being on our own. I, I hate to say it because I love my family so much. I love your family. I love our friends so much. But New York is a real rat race. Mm-hmm. It's really cutthroat. It's really just like mental health is not a priority. Mm-hmm. Um, your, 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 your meaning in life is to work. Yeah, the pressure is un- literally unbearable. Yeah. That's why we got out because the pressure on us to be at a, at a certain point in our lives that we weren't ready to be at was literally unbearable for me it was it was here's a here's a pressure to be somewhere i don't even want to be yeah so it's not like it's not, oh, I'm not, oh i'll get there eventually it's more mm-hmm. like even if i don't ever want to get there mm-hmm. i don't ever want it was someone giving me advice that if i had their lives i would kill myself mm-hmm. that sounds disrespectful but like that that's how i felt at the time like you're giving because- me advice on something mm-hmm. that if i like if i was you if i was you you could you I mean you're the type of person that is like I I'd rather I'd rather be dead than do something that I don't want to do and I don't want people to think that like I'm saying if you do the things that I don't like to do then you're you're unhappy or you're I think that you I I would hate your life but like we're all different we're not, no one's a fucking cookie cutter person. Yeah. That's why I hate cookie cutter lifestyles because we're not all the same. Yeah. And, and, and the thing that like drives me craziest is like, we all have something inside of us. The only reason you stop pursuing it is because you think you have to. I believe that. I really fucking believe that. Where, whether it's you like to draw, you like to dance, you like to talk about movies. 
everything you want to do is possible in 2021. Anything is possible. And it sucks for our generation. We might be a little too old. Some of, some of us get it and some of us are, are reaping the benefits of it. But some of us are, you know, stuck in our parents' format of like how they live their lives. Mm-hmm. And living in New York was tough for us um, for, for many of those reasons. And it's not, it's, yeah, I don't think it's like, we're not, I'm not putting anyone down. I'm not trying to put anyone down saying our life is better because we didn't do that. But it's like, your the most important thing to you is to be happy. So if you doing something that doesn't like to, for you to do something that doesn't make you happy, it's, it doesn't make it's, sense. It's not worth it. it, it it's, it's pretty frustrating speaking to people when they just, like I said, like they just, they're so far behind in terms of like the evolution of mental health, of just being mentally healthy and happy. Mm -hmm. They're so, they're like, they're where I was 20 years ago. So it's like, I can't even, none of these concepts are even going to get to you Mm -hmm. where it's like, well, what do you do? And then it's like, well, how, uh, don't you want, don't you want this? Don't you want that? It's like, dude, I went through this so long ago. Like you're so far gone from like what I have found in my adult years to be actually valuable in life. Mm -hmm. And you're going to come at me with like something that it's smoke and mirrors. Like I'm, I'm not even hearing you. This is such a waste of my life. And something that my friend Matt, I might've said this before, but Forgive me, but I, 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 think it, I think it's important in this, in this capacity. My friend Matt also had a, in, he, I wasn't even making money. He had a real career. He had a real career. He was making incredible money. He was a supervisor, huge position at this giant company. He left. When I, when he, I, didn't tell, I didn't tell a soul we were moving to Florida, uh, Florida. To, to California. Matt moved to Florida. That's why I said that. <laughs> I didn't tell anyone we were moving to California. I didn't tell anyone. Mm-hmm. And I hadn't really, me and Matt were kind of like not talking that much back then. One of my best friends. And we just ran into him randomly mm-hmm. the night before we took off for California. It was just, that was fate. Mm-hmm. And he, he was like, what are you guys doing? I'm like, oh, uh, we're, we're, we're moving to California tomorrow. He was like, what? Now this is, this is, this is, a, this is a kid that grew up across the street from me. I've known him since I was four years old. <laughs> known everything about my life forever. When we, when he started working, I was going through my shit. You know, we didn't see each other that often. As he, people get older, he yeah, was, they wor- he was working all of the time, and mm-hmm. any any time off he had, he was just like trying to just hang out with his girlfriend. So we didn't really talk a lot, and then we had a little bit of like a, a fight. He went through his own shit, and then we saw that I just fucking bounced, and then like what, maybe six or seven months later, maybe a year later, he and his girlfriend. Moved to Florida. He was like, that inspired me. He mm-hmm. was like, I, I was miserable there. And one of the things he said to me that was so fucking inspiring was when he was stuck at his job and I left. I was already living in LA. We were talking about just life and stuff. And he goes, I remember working and I was with a group, I was with a group of guys and we had to like, we had like five hours left of work. So one of the guys was like, oh, we can do that. That'll kill three hours. And Matt said to me, he goes, I was thinking of how precious time is Mm. and how when you're on your deathbed, when you're a grandma, grandfather, when you're older, all you want is more time. Like I've said, it's the only thing in life you cannot buy more of. Mm -hmm. Here are men in the prime of their lives looking for ways to waste time. I can't, I can't, I can't even think about it. Think about how sad that really is when you think about it. When I was working at CVS and I was roaming the fucking aisles Mm -hmm. looking for ways to waste time. (laughs) To waste time. It's disgusting. This is what the nine to five has done. You're wasting time. Mm -hmm. So when people say like you're wasting time, if it's you making a blanket, if it's me writing a joke, if it's you painting, if it's you 
making a Lego thing. Whatever the fuck you like to do that makes you happy to be there, you're not wasting time. Mm -mm. You're wasting time when you're doing something you don't want to be doing. Mm -hmm. You're fucking wasting your fucking life. And we're never told this by anyone. We are instead congratulated for it. Mm -hmm. The whole system is rigged, folks. You are celebrated when you conform to wasting your life. We are celebrated in those moments. Mm -hmm. We get thrown parties back home when you get a job that you will be wasting for 30 years. Your parents are proud of you. Now, I get it. You have to provide for your family. You have to get a pension. You have to do the good Mm -hmm. things. But if you are not happy, that's my fucking point. If you love it and you can't wait to go to work in the morning, I'm not talking about you. Mm -hmm. People always misconstrue my words and they always act like I'm fucking being an asshole. If you don't like it, if you wake up, that alarm clock goes off, you're like, how am I going to get through another day of this? I'm talking about that shit, which is where we were. It all has to do with therapy. It all has to do with mental health. And like, I wish people spoke about this shit more. I'm definitely dominating this conversation, but luckily Leanna has not really suffered with any of this fucking shit. The girl goes to sleep. No problem. No matter what's going on. I'm so jealous. I mean, I I suffered with the thought of doing something for the rest of my life that didn't make me happy. I didn't suffer with anxiety, luckily, but... I, I definitely was, I, there was a time in my life where I was like, I just couldn't, I couldn't imagine doing, being in a position for the rest of my life that wasn't going to be worthwhile. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, the, 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 this episode was more about your journey with anxiety. So obviously you're going to dominate the. No, I know. I'm just saying, the, I, I began the, with saying, I'm not going to like, I'm not going to overspeak you. And here and I am then, just being like, anyway, Leanna, <laughs> let me finish this thought. <laughs> I know, and then this is the podcast that we talk about. It's all about you. But it, I think it is important, and it's definitely important to, definitely. Have, to have a spouse who understands. Um, a question I get often, too, is basically, where do I get... It's really sad, man. I, but like, where do I get the confidence to even tell someone that you're going through this? Mm. And... All I can say to that is I was I had a wonderful family who filled me with just confidence and love. So if you don't if you didn't have that, I understand how difficult that can be. But mm-hmm. I'm telling you, it's worth the uncomfortable the uncomfortableness, whatever you're going through, mm-hmm. to get through the other side. Yeah. Like for me, it was it wasn't even a thought. I I never felt weird saying how I felt out loud. I, I mean, I think too, like, it's not something that you initially have to even tell your family and friends, right? If you go to therapy, they're also going to tell you how they're going to help you with how to approach your family with those things, telling them how you feel and right. I mean, I don't know because I've, I've never went to therapy, but I would think that like if I was scared to tell my family and I didn't know how to approach them. Maybe just starting with therapy would help me. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Um, would help me with approaching them about it. Right. I'm sure. I haven't. I haven't spoke. I haven't gone through that personally, but I could imagine. But somebody. Some people like also want, want help finding a therapist. Mm-hmm. Some people like I went to my mom and she like found someone for me. Yeah. But what if you don't have that? Like, think, that's a privileged kid right there. Who had, of who, had, who had mommy do it for him? Of course, definitely. But I mean, with the internet, you could definitely absolutely, find yeah, hundred percent. Um, and yeah, that's a really good point. And plus, they have them. I actually, I actually was speaking to someone recently through Zoom. Yeah, I mean, it was wonderful. I mean, wherever I we were in fucking Detroit, and I, I had a session with 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 a mm-hmm. therapist. So, um, yeah, I, I. Uh, I, I want to destroy this fucking stigma because it's weird to me when we all have something and then we pretend as though we don't to live for an illusion. Like we all have shit. We all have shit. I had an acting teacher once and when I was going to acting classes and uh, I think one of, one of the students asked like, how do you cry? And he was like, oh, he goes, what do you... Like that's not, I could add, he, and then he said, stand up for a second. Ask this kid about five questions and he was crying. 
Really? It was incredible. What were the questions? Uh, I don't remember. He brought up a dog. I remember. Because he asked about like something. Maybe it wasn't five, but they had like a nice conversation. Imagine was like, do you have a dog? Is he dead? <laughs> Is he dead? And that's it. He starts bowling. Well, like it was, it was really interesting. It was really cool. And I was like. Yeah, I'm, I'm so interested in that. I wish you remembered the question. I don't. All I remember thinking of was, oh my God, I want him to do me next. And he never, he, didn't, he only did it to one person. It didn't make you cry. It didn't make like everyone cry. It just made him cry. It made the kid he was talking to cry. And I thought that was remarkable. Yeah. And, uh, um. But the point is that, like, it's still a thing that if you cry as a man, you're weak and you're a pussy. Mm-hmm. I don't understand that at all. And if you show any sign of, like, vulnerability, you're a failure. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've said it before about women and the pressure that women feel. And, like, it's horrible. I, and. It's weird to me because we've made these things up. They're not tangible. Yeah. They're not real. Everything is pretend. Everything. Everything is pretend. We've all heard the cliche about like when boys were little in the 1800s, they wore pink and girls wore blue and now it's reversed. Like it's all just made up. Yeah. I, I, I think too, I mean, it, it, was, it was a combination of your anxiety with doing something that you weren't enjoying. So I think it's like if you do suffer with anxiety or or any mental health issues, maybe because of something traumatic that happens to you, maybe not. If you're also on top of that at a job you hate or living with someone you don't like, that's definitely affecting it a lot more. Oh, yeah. The second you left that job, your anxiety got better. Right. Not the second. It took me Not months the to second. get back. It, it took a little bit, but it definitely wasn't. It, it was not never as bad as it was when you were at that job. Oh, my God. The, the, right? the day I quit, it, 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 it was, was like literally relieved. a weight off your shoulder. At least 30 percent right? was gone. And now doing something that you love to do, you've seen a huge decrease in episodes right oh my god absolutely yeah so i think it's like it's 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 about getting the therapy but then also making sure that you're surrounding yourself with people that don't affect it a job that you know doesn't make it worse too one of the things i want to i want to make sure that i'm careful about is something that matt also reminds me of is if you're if you're listening to this and you okay eric okay i'll just be a comedian then of course which is very no i do have to be careful with that which i was thinking about earlier too when you were saying like with at today's day and age at any age you can almost do anything you want with the help of the internet and stuff of course we can all try but we're not all going to be successful you were very lucky that you were that you're successful a hundred percent but my point is you'll never know unless you try well first of all yeah that's a great allegra's window (laughs) but uh i don't know how quote-unquote lucky i was in terms of like what i said about if you want to do anything in two in 2021 with tiktok instagram youtube whatever Yes, you're not going to get a million views overnight. Mm-hmm. But if you do not quit uploading you, whatever it is that you want to do for five straight years mm-hmm. and you upload something every day, you're probably not going to fail. Yeah. I know that that's like a little crazy. People could say you're an idiot. Obviously not. What if you're not talented? What if you're no good? I understand. You also have to go with a little bit like what you're destined to do. I, as you know, I wanted to be a musician more than anything. Mm-hmm. I wanted to be a musician more than anything. I wanted to be an actor more than anything. I didn't really, that's another question I think that, that's important. People say, well, what if you don't, what if your dreams don't come true? What if what you want to do is too hard? What if, what if you don't make it? I technically failed at making my dreams come true. Technically. I, I'm not an actor, not a musician. I never really dreamt of being a stand-up comedian. I always had an interest in it. I always thought it was cool, but like, I never really dreamt of that specific 
thing. Mm-hmm. Maybe a couple times I'd watch like Ellen when I was younger, but like never really in the long run. I just wanted to just make videos and stuff. But in going for it, in, in, in following my passion and my dreams, I found something that works. Mm-hmm. Now, granted, it's like not that much of a stretch. It's still pretty in- incredible what I get to do. But if you want to be a, a, a celebrity chef and, or a private chef and you fail at that, but along the way you meet someone that you get to do marketing for a restaurant or something mm-hmm. in that field and you're happier, yeah. I think that's the answer. Mm-hmm. You, you, you may not be a comedian. You may not be a musician. You may not be this or that. But you'll find something along the way that you are enjoying. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And that's, that's where I came from. And again, most of these people listening to this have normal jobs. But I think a lot of them are happy with their choices, are mm-hmm. content with life. So they're, they're going to understand this from like a, a different level of like, well, I'm, I, you should be so grateful that you don't hate your life. And if yeah. you're happy, if you're fulfilled, if you have, I know so many people in my life who aren't comedians, obviously, most of the people we know in our lives. And a lot of them are just content with just living the dream with their kids and playing on the front lawn. That's gorgeous. Mm-hmm. But like when you're angry all the time and, or if you're just sad all the time, or if you're not happy. That's who I'm trying to get across this point to. I'm not saying everyone is miserable. And you, if you don't do what I do, you're fucking depressed. But I understand it, maybe it can come off that way. Mm-hmm. Um, stand-up comedian can always become an actor. An actor can't become a stand-up comedian. Who said that recently? Was it, uh, I think it was Jerry Seinfeld. We watched the Jerry Seinfeld comedians and cars. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know, man. I don't, I don't want anybody to ever think that like my opinions, I don't ever want them to offend you. Because you you're not trying to offend anyone, you're just trying to help people. Well, sometimes I say I, I it comes with some. I get a little, I get a little way. too passionate about my own journey. Yeah, that it, it might, I may affect other people. In five miles from the spotlight, one kid took a clip and put it on Twitter, and took it out of context, and I got a lot of hate for it on Twitter. I remember that because they were acting as though I was like putting down kids who are cops and firemen. It's like no, I was saying for me, mm-hmm. I can't become a cop yeah. or a fireman. And I am not happy. And I know, I know other friends of mine who wanted to be comedy writers, mm. who wanted to be this or that, and they're doing that and they're giving up or, or they're compromising. And that's what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about you who wanted to be a fireman. Yeah, yeah. that's fucking fantastic. I'm not saying that. I'm saying for, no. uh, you feel bad for the rest of us who haven't found a path mm-hmm. that works. And it was like people are telling you to be a cop and a firefighter when it's like, yeah. I don't even want to do that. Yes, <laughs> that's the only goal in life is to become a cop or a fireman yeah. when you're on Staten Island. And like, oh, my dad was a cop. Everything I have in my life, I owe to fuck a police officer. I know the benefits of that. I'm saying for me, personally, I don't even know if I'd get past the psych interview. Definitely not. They'd be like, you can't be a fireman, kid. You're fucking nuts. <laughs> and I'm like, well, now what do I do? <laughs> so that's my oh whole my like God. thing. And I hope some people, I hope I made it clear for some people out there who have, because who have, I've gotten so many questions about this. I've never gotten into it, but I figured this would be a good opportunity to try to try to try to like relate to people and, and it is important it is important don't care it's easier said than done mm-hmm. but try not to care what people think about you that's really hard for people to understand i do believe that i personify that i'm not, I'm not perfect but i do care what people think about me obviously we all do but in 90 percent of the ways society cares i really do not mm-hmm. if people think we're poor if people think where whatever the fuck, I don't give a shit because I know the truth. Mm -hmm. Like if we don't have like a big Gavon fancy wedding, I'm not going to think, well, what do people think about it? I don't give a fuck. No. And most people's like, what's what I'm looking for? Most people's like uh, inspiration to do well in life is because they are thinking what will other people think. Mm Mm-hmm. And uh, I mean, this we've talked about this a million times. <laughs> I know, but I'm, but that goes with this stuff too. Like yeah. people don't want you go to like people. Somebody in my life went to therapy, and he was like, "Just don't tell people." Aww. And I was like, "I was Who like, cares? I was like, I'm not gonna tell anyone." But dude, you're 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 not the fact like you care about that is. 
I want you to be so open about and 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 welcoming of these ideas that you don't give a fuck. Now I get it, maybe your dad or your mom or whoever, but like there's nothing to be ashamed of. No, not at all. It's like uh Tony Soprano went to therapy. <laughs> I mean It's like wearing glasses. Imagine imagine making fun of someone for like we did what people did when they were fucking in the fourth grade four eyes, but like imagine <laughs> like at our age being like, Why are you wearing glasses? Yeah. What do you mean? I can't fucking see. What do you mean? Why am I wearing glasses? Exactly. Why are you going to therapy? What do you mean? I fucking hate my, why, why would I not be in therapy? Do you not see me crying all the time? <laughs> I don't know. You know, um, this was deep, but I, I think it's important to get deep sometimes. I think, I think it is. And I, I, I do feel bad, like for people like that who are ashamed to say that they do go to therapy. I don't think it's anything to be ashamed about. I, I, I get it, you know, our parents' generation and back in the day, it was this taboo thing. It still is, unfortunately, to a certain extent. Yeah. But, and that's also where, where you're from, where you live, where we're from, it's, I feel like it's still very taboo, but in California, in LA, every single person I know is in therapy (laughs) and they're proud of it, Yeah, you know, so... I don't, it's definitely something that needs to, I think with mental health month and stuff, people definitely are trying to put it out there a lot more, which is good and definitely helping people. Staten Island is getting better because every generation that comes along, mm-hmm. it's inevitable. Yeah. Like you cannot fight progress. Mm-hmm. Like, yes, you, I mean, you can fight it, but in the long run, it always wins. Yeah. You can always be like these kids, these kids, but it always wins. Progress is just, it, it just, there's no mm-hmm. way, there's no way around it. And yeah, I mean, within the, you know, the next few years, all the old people will die off anyway <laughs> and we'll be good to go. Yeah. And you all, it, it's so beautiful to see, you know, people talk shit, but then when it's your child, you'll do anything. anything. Oh, yeah. To help them. Oh, yeah. I had a friend of mine who, um, he was just fucking around, but this was years ago. And he said his son might be gay. Cause like he was, he couldn't throw like a ball or something. And I was like, I know you're making jokes, but like, what if he was gay? Mm-mm. What if he was gay? What are you, what are you, you going to disown him? Yeah. No. And he was like, well, no, I mean, obviously I'm like, yeah, so shut the fuck up. It's yeah. so pointless. Like everybody's like, they act like they act like they're going to do. It's like, you don't even realize what an ally you are to gay people until it comes to your front your front door mm-hmm. like everybody can act like they're uh, fucking i don't you know don't do that shit around me okay what about if he was your son now don't get me wrong some fucking parents out there are pieces of shit and do mm-hmm. we have friends in la whose parents don't speak to them yeah it's horrific it doesn't even make but sense to me as the, the more we become every generation because a little less intolerant mm-hmm. thank god because it's just like, it's not as insane. Like, mm-hmm. How many gay people do you know? Like, it's, it's like the dumbest conversation in the world. Mm-hmm. So like, I think when people, it's easy to judge when it's someone else. But when it's in your house, I think it was when people realize just how important it is to have an open mind about everything. Mm-hmm. Because you're not, everyone's going through something. I, that's one, a great quote I saw. It was like, everyone's going through something. Just don't be a cunt. <laughs> just everyone's going through something yeah you know what i mean and like i've been i've been trying ever since we got engaged i'm trying to be more mature about how i judge others with their happiness mm-hmm. because again i always i'm always i'm always i always think i'm going for the most extreme like exploitation of love which is not real but at the same time it's like if these people are happy, why, do, what, what, why, are you, why are you making a problem when there is none? Yeah. You know what I mean? And yeah. like, I didn't think I would be so emotional about when we were going to get married. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, I may have made fun of that in the past. And like, mm-hmm. I, I should be ashamed of myself because I was impacted a lot by it. Yeah. Now I have my own fucking justifications. Well, I, I went through a lot more, but like everybody goes through shit. Yeah. People it, lose it, parents. And, yeah. You have no idea what people go through. You don't know. You don't no have idea. any idea what they're feeling. No so. idea. I have no idea what anybody's going through. And uh, it's just something that I'm trying to get better at. And yeah, I, I would say. 
I don't, I don't even, I can't, I, I just keep, I'm just going to talk in circles, but like, I love you if you go to therapy because <laughs> that shows that you are understanding life a little bit better. I feel mm-hmm. like you understand what it's all about. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, try talking to some men in your life about therapy. It's like you're fucking. Or women. Yeah. For, I, I, I'm always saying things through my lens, which is just like some of the guys that I know that are that it is getting better, though. It is getting better. People are more understanding of it now. And like, like I said, once it's you, it's mm-hmm. like a, it's not even a thought sometimes. Yeah. Like, it's just like anyway. Hope I was able to open your eyes and make you understand a little bit. Um. Sorry, this is just the, the Eric hour. I apologize. But um, luckily, Leanna doesn't have much to say on this because she's a spoiled bitch and has never had <laughs> to worry about. I don't know. I mean, I guess that does make me spoiled. But I'm kidding. I'm also downplaying anything that happened in your life, too. Like, like oh, because you didn't go what I threw. You didn't, you didn't go through anything in life? Like, that's Which, that a joke. And I wanted to say this earlier. You were saying something, and it reminded me of it. But I... Uh, one of your therapists had told you that your 10, right, versus someone else's 10, whether your 10 is, you know, you being worried because you killed someone and my 10 is me being worried that I left the oven on, even though obviously one is more extreme, it's both the same thing. Yeah. Can you, is, did I explain that well? Or uh, maybe so you, you should explain a little so, bit better. So, so basically when you, when, you, when, you, when you go into therapy, my therapist would say, how are you feeling today? On a scale of one to 10, like your anxiety. 10 is obviously the worst mm-hmm. you could possibly be. And a one is like non-existent. So I, and then she would say often in a paper that I was filling out, there was like a, a little like illustration on the back that was explaining some stuff. And a lot of people, sometimes when they find out about so let's say you have horrible images going through your head about like a past traumatic experience and then you wish you could trade places with Eric's. I wish I had Eric's, Eric's anxiety. Mm-hmm. Often you would trade for yours back. People oh, really? That's oft- what it said? Often people like would, would rather get like, I don't know if that was from therapy. I might have read that online. But th- like you said, whether you're worrying about a traumatic experience as a child or my nonsense which is just making me worry for no reason i'm still at a 10 mm. you're at a 10 i'm at a 10 my my palms are sweaty i can't enjoy the moment i'm terrified for no fucking reason i just, i'm going through everything you're going through at a 10 mm-hmm. so people also what the f- therapy what the, f- what the fuck you worry about well I, I, I hit you a little bit when you were a kid grow up mm-hmm. they like to like you know, downplay. Yeah. Or it, they could either downplay their own. Oh, well, I didn't get raped, so I shouldn't feel as bad as I do. Or, oh, I say, God forbid, I, I got raped. They, she didn't get raped, so she can't feel as bad as I did. Yeah, that's, a re- that's really important that you said that, actually. Mm-hmm. That's really important. I, I love that. I, I, that always stuck with me. Because, yeah. I think a lot of people might not go to therapy for that reason. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people might think that their trauma is worse than mm-hmm. others. And obviously some of them are. Of course. Um, but when you're going through it, you're going through it. We don't, we don't, we don't control how we feel in life. Mm-hmm. And we, as many therapists have taught me, we go into flight or fight. Or fight or flight, which is an evolutionary system in us where it's like we, we, we it's it's to survive it's for our survival like the hairs on your neck stand up because it's to let you know that danger is here mm-hmm. like my issue in my brain is that my brain is perceiving that i'm in a dangerous situation so my heart starts racing i start to really get nervous for no fucking reason i can't control that so whether or not the cause of it is sort of irrelevant i'm going through this thing why i am is Makes no difference. I'm still mm. going through it. Um, so yeah, that's that's definitely important that you mentioned that. Um, and if you'd like to know anything else, please do not be shy. I will never ever give your personal details away, uh, your name or any stories. If you want to make a you know a bullshit email, that's fine too. I mean, and you, um, I mean, we're never really like we'll talk about anything. I don't give a fuck. Yeah, I will talk about anything. Mm. Um, I'm an open book. So especially if it could be helpful for others. Um, I've had people in my life personally uh, ask me for help. 
who I went to and how did I find them and stuff like that. And how the fuck wouldn't you help someone if you had an opportunity to? Because I've been helped in my life a great deal. And uh, yeah, hope this was, uh, was helpful. I love you guys so much. Thank you for listening. I, uh, sorry, this was just boring for some of you. It wasn't the, the typical format, but, um, you never know. could have helped somebody. Yeah, definitely. So somebody, I, something happened. Another, another person sent me a DM. I showed it to Leanna and I was like, do you see this? Do you remember that last week, a couple of days ago, you were on the couch and I was like, it's happening. <laughs> the things that I am like dreaming of after the podcast, sometimes I'll say to Leanna, I'm like, Man, I hope I didn't sound too preachy or I sound like a mm-hmm. fucking asshole or whatever. I'm like, but I just, I really want people to know, like, they're not alone mm-hmm. and they don't need to conform to this shit. And then a girl wrote me this wonderful message. It brought tears to my eyes and she was like, I think I'm going to change. I sh- I'm like, it's, if this is one per, mm-hmm. I, I just, we, we even, we've helped a person yeah. that we didn't know and doesn't even know us. to just like make people feel not alone because of things that we're talking about because they're feeling the same way that we are feeling. I mean, as, as much as we want this to be like a fun, enjoyable time, we do have serious conversations all the time in our real life. Like that's just our relationship. We have fun, but we also have really serious conversations. So it's going to happen. It's just, it's going to happen. And isn't this more important than so how's your commute? Of course, it's yeah. Good. And that's just oh, being would, like... You take the 278? Yeah, yeah, it's backed up a little bit. Oh, nice, nice. What are you doing this weekend? Well, I don't think people do podcasts like that. <laughs> just saying, like, people don't have these conversations. And when we go back home, we don't talk about this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Eric's the weirdo. Because he's like, I'll mention to my, my family, like, you know, mom, that one time you didn't get me that jacket. And she's like, oh, my God. <laughs> like, <laughs> well, maybe because you bring that one thing up every <laughs> single time we go back. I also, like... I said to my dad one time, I'm like, dad, how traumatized do you think I could be? Because he actually, he's like, you're fucking crazy. You need therapy. I'm like, first of all, I've gone to therapy. Second of all, how fucked up could I be if I'm talking to you and mom about it openly? Mm-hmm. I'm not suppressing any of this. Yeah. I'm telling you. You let it all You out. should have done this better. And, and I know how spoiled and disgustingly spoiled I was. A part of me just has to do it to my parents because I... I just have to do it. It's the same thing. I have to fart around you. You got to fart around girls. I don't know what it is. I can't control it. I have to do it. You have to control it because you're lactose intolerant and I can't, and I can't I, tolerate it. I'm not lactose. Don't you put that on me, Ricky Bobby. I am not lactose intolerant. You are. I am not. I, Everybody shits I th- blood when I th- have milk. I think a doctor would disagree. Well, we'll find out, guys. Love you so much. Sorry this is such a long episode. We love you so much. Thank you for listening. As always, make sure you leave a comment, a review, a rating. Wow, look at you. We you appreciate like, uh, it all. And uh, we'll see you next week. Dress down day podcast at gmail.com if you want to uh, get in on the conversation. EricZalessandro.com for tickets to your favorite oh! stand-up show. It's going to be a great time. Love you so much. Hope to see you guys soon. And uh, next week, too. <laughs>